0: So, Rob, I saw a tweet from you the other day, or I guess it was yesterday. It was you were drinking something and I couldn't even
1: read really what was on the can. It was such a strange thing. Yeah, it's I, I now know, like, now I've actually looked it up. It's called a grape lime Ricky. Um, okay. By a company called Arizona. Um, the, the Z is capitalized. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that makes a difference. Um, they, according to their website, they are the number one. Um, iced tea company in the U.S. No, I, I don't know how true that is, or what measurement they're using to to base that on. You've never heard of Arizona, then, huh? Mm-mm. Oh, it is big. It's very big
0: here. Like if you you can walk into any grocery store and they'll have six packs of cans of various kinds of iced tea, uh, flavored iced tea, regular iced tea, sweetened, unsweetened, all that. Or and you can even buy it in big, you know, like gallon jugs.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, actually, I'm looking at their website now and and seeing the bottles that they've got. Um, these like little glass bottles, I do recognize the branding a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I've, I'm not familiar with a uh, with a grape a grape lime Ricky. It says a Brooklyn grape lime Ricky.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's very you confusing.
0: Saw the, you saw Brooklyn and you figured this must be a drink for hipsters. I've got to have it.
1: I something like that. I was uh... <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I was in uh, this this uh, shop in Portsmouth um, that that sells American candy and and drinks and and not just American. They they import a bunch of stuff from Japan, like all the crazy like Fanta flavors and stuff like that. Oh sure. Um. So I was able to get Jolly Ranchers, which I was very happy about. Um, oh they nice. they Do not yeah. sell those in the UK anymore. Really? Did they used to have them in the UK, and yeah, stopped? they stopped it? Yeah, they they had them for I don't know maybe a couple of years when I was when I was a kid maybe I don't know, maybe twenty years ago, um, but uh-huh. they, they they completely stopped selling them. Um, huh. But but this shop had the big bags of the of Jolly Ranchers. They had a bunch of different types. They had like sour ones and a bunch of weird flavors. I just bought the standard uh, flavors. But yeah, they, they had a whole you know refrigerator filled with all these American drinks. And I saw that grape lime drink and i thought i'd try it. it was it was actually quite nice um oh good I, i'm not convinced it was particularly good for me <laughs> i'm sure it wasn't it doesn't
0: look it's <laughs> i don't know it, was it as neat was it as neon going down as it was on the outside of the can uh yeah yeah, it, yeah. W- it
1: was pretty uh i mean given that it's supposed to have grape in it it was a pretty bright green um huh and and that's a really big can as well that's yeah it, it that, might well, not be obvious a- but that's like a I mean, 700 milliliters. So was it 23 fluid ounces?
0: Yeah, that's a very American-sized drink. Arizona iced tea does that. They'll have those tall cans of of drinks. Um, I I also saw your tweet about the Jolly Ranchers. I was like, oh, I, I, I that's so unremarkable to me because I can go in basically anywhere in the U.S. and find Jolly Ranchers. You know, they're in every every pharmacy, everywhere you you might go. It's pretty common here, but. They are good, but they're, uh, they're they're not too hard to get. I'll have to bring you some Jolly Ranchers if I ever get to Portsmouth.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty weird because, like you say, Jolly Ranchers, and, and the other one is like Red Vines. Um, well, you you uh-huh. can't get those here either, um, even though those, from my experience, are everywhere in the U.S. as well. Um, so I bought some of those as well.
0: Is the uh, store that you went in, did they have – you said they had a lot of the Japanese strange flavors of Fanta. Did they have any, like the the really weird – potato chips like yeah i know they have strange varieties of pringles and things like that in japan
1: yeah no they didn't have any of that um it it was mostly mostly the the cans of fanta where you know they've got like strawberry and lime and uh grape and and stuff like that obviously a lot of those are available in the u.s as well Um, yeah but yeah i'm pretty happy that i actually found the shop so i can you know go and get this stuff when i want it
0: yeah, it's close to home, I guess, which is, I know, I remember talking to Mike Hurley one time that there's a place like that in London, but I didn't know there was one by you too.
1: Yeah, they they seem to be popping up every now and again, just in the UK in general, but they, they tend to not stick around very long. Um, uh-huh. I'm Guessing there's not a lot of money in it. Well, they probably, it's, I'm sure it's pretty expensive since they're bringing that over special from the US since
0: there's not a normal supply chain for that, I I assume, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, there was one like five minute walk from my house for it was here for maybe six months. And that was it. Um, So yeah, as I say, they kind of pop up and then they disappear again. Um, But but for now, this one seems to be doing all right. It's probably been there about a year. I just don't think I've been in there yet until the other day. Oh, wow.
0: Well, you know, while you've been tweeting about about your drinks and your candy, I was um, becoming BFFs with The Rock with Dwayne Johnson last Sunday.
1: Oh, th- this was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was.
0: Uh, I will give you the backstory. So, you, I mean, you you understand. You saw my tweet, right? Uh, because. Yeah. I don't know. It was mid-afternoon for me on Sunday. So a week ago that Dwayne Johnson, he, he tweeted that he was doing a movie with Siri that was coming out on Monday. And then he had, I guess, something similar on Facebook. And I I had been taking it easy all weekend. My son was in town from California. It wasn't really working. And I saw it, and my, I did kind of a big eye roll because it seemed like a ridiculous thing to me. Turns out, I think the ad's pretty good. But I did a little bit of an eye roll. Got a, I was on Slack with Federico and Jake Underwood trying to figure out what's going on, You know, when's it coming out, are we going to write something about it, that sort of thing. And I was just a little annoyed that Dwayne Johnson had... Issued a ridiculous tweet and interrupted my Sunday, so <laughs> I figured because you know I'm sitting there thinking, oh, I'm gonna have to write some kind of skeleton article, and I don't really feel like doing that right now. Can't you know that sort of thing? So I figured I would I would issue a snarky tweet, and you know that, and I'm sure Dwayne Johnson did not get the joke, but I know of nothing better than my favorite bits from wwc 2016 which is there's a which has a deep mine of funny moments most of which revolve around eddie and that's where he introduced the new photos for mac features and said photos i can't wait to do it which is just like a ridiculous thing that nobody really gets and it's become a little <laughs> bit of a meme among a certain geek crowd but it's a very small geek crowd that really gets that joke um But that was also the WWC where he introduced Apple Music and did a little dance on stage, which is really one of my favorite all-time gifts. So I put those two, right? So so I just put those together, quoted uh, The Rock's tweet, and said, I can't wait to do it. And about 20 minutes later, he responded, basically uh, telling me that I've got to get ready to groove. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, oh, wow, that was weird. And it was just one of those moments where you know all of a sudden Twitter lights up because he's he sends that around basically, and and eleven and a half million of his followers see it. Uh, and it, it caught a, caught fire for a while. Fortunately, it was a Sunday afternoon, so not many people were paying that much attention. And a good portion of Europe, I think, was already in bed or not reading Twitter anymore because it was mostly confined to the U.S. until the second wave hit when everybody in Europe woke up the next morning. <laughs> but um, he responded to it, and I, of course, had to respond back to him too with a dancing girl emoji t- telling him that I was ready to rock. and <laughs> And that was about it. And it, it was just a, one of those weird moments where you don't really expect. I wasn't really responding to him. I was just quoting his tweet. I was m- mainly sending it out just because it was, you know, I knew like you would get that joke, even though it's a bad joke and it's kind of silly. Uh, and and a bunch of our other mutual friends would get that joke. But it was, you know, it was for that handful of people who might actually know what that geeky joke meant. And instead, I ended up with the Rock, uh, the Rock responding
1: to me, and that that brought in a fair number of Twitter followers. All, all I have to say huh I, I, yeah I'm, I'm wondering how uh interested those followers are going to be in a week once you've you know finished posting about all the apple news and, and stuff like that but I guess yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's the kind of drive drive by twitter followers that maybe stick around for a couple of days and they've already started to fall off you you can kind of yeah. you can you can kind of see it you know that's kind of people that come in and maybe two or three will stay and the rest will the rest will say oh this guy's just kind of a weird geeky person
1: I I like the idea of The Rock seeing your tweet. And he must have read it and thought, that's a really weird way to say that.
0: Yeah, Um. well, and you know it's funny too? I went and looked at his timeline and he had responded to two or three other people. Uh, Joanna Stern of the Wall Street Journal had made some similar... She had a better uh, snarky joke, which had to do with, you know, how Siri, when it fails, says, I don't know, I'll look that up for the web for you or something, on the web for you, something to that effect, yeah. And so she had just written that like three times in a row, and he responded, "I don't know why you're repeating this over and over, but <laughs> enjoy enjoy the you So it was there was, there were multiple people sending snarky tweets that he did not that he did not understand at all, and he responded to a few of them.
1: Yeah, he, he seems like he's having fun. Um, yeah, no, it was funny. It was
0: it was pretty funny, and I, I of course I told Mike Curley about it only because he's he's a big wrestling fan and and he got mm. a kick out of it because I I don't particularly care about The Rock one way or the other. I mean he's fine, uh, but I don't you know, I'm not a big fan or anything. The funny thing was though that I had watched Fate and Furious two days before on Friday night, uh, and by the end of the weekend I was tweeting with with The Rock, so that was a little strange.
1: Yeah, that was. I mean, it's funny you so I think we we spoke about this on on Twitter, but I I watched. I don't know, the sixth one, maybe? No, the fifth one. Yeah. Fast five, or probably about the same time you watched Fate of the Furious, if that's what it's called, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, he's in, I guess he's in all of them from the fifth one, I think, or the sixth one.
0: Yeah, it's only the most modern ones. I I usually watch those movies. They're okay. I mean, you know, they're you get what you pay for. You, you don't go in with really <laughs> high expectations. You see some cool cars, a lot of good chase scenes, and some explosions, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the the ones I've got cost me maybe... I think it was like £12 on on iTunes on some promo a while ago when I got like the first six movies. Um, Uh, But, you know, they're fun. Yeah, they are. They are. So I heard that you got
0: your MacBook Pro. It came since we last spoke, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, it came about four days, I think, after the last episode. Uh, So I've had it about mm, ten days now, maybe two weeks. Um, Yeah, I guess about ten days um it's really nice you know it's a nice looking laptop i quite like the keyboard um Mm -hmm. the keyboard is kind of making me want to buy the new magic keyboard because it uh, because it's obviously slightly closer to this than it is for the old keyboard that i've got
0: right have you have you had any problems with the keys sticking uh not yet yeah i've heard that that, yeah there's been some yeah there's been some talk that they have slightly modified them to make them not do that so you might mm. you might just be lucky. Like mine was mine was the original batch, I think, and I had a problem with that for a while. And I think one of the reasons I haven't had as much problem with it lately is that I've been using it in clamshell mode a lot more. But it's it's not been a huge problem for me. I've had it happen two or three times where it's been annoying, but I've kind of figured out how to loosen them up again.
1: Mm. Yeah, hopefully I won't have that problem. Um, you know the the USB C situation has been fine in all honesty. Like, you know, I, I especially at work. Like I've just switched out all my mini display port dongles for USB C dongles. Um Right. I, I'm down to two things I have to plug in rather than four every day, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's obviously better. Um everything seems to be working fine, so I'm pretty happy. I don't I don't really care that much about the USB C. Um and then I just bought, you know, a couple of little mini adapters for at home for the you know, like I've got the microphone plugged in right now.
0: Right. Yeah, I could probably use another USB A uh, adapter because I've been I was like yesterday, for instance, I was doing a super duper backup of my hard drive, and I was using just a smaller portable drive that's not very fast. So it was taking kind of a while, and I wanted to plug in the microphone to do some recording, and I and I couldn't <laughs> unless I unless I interrupted the the backup, so I had to wait
1: yeah it's you know it's fine i I can understand people's anger like especially about the sd card slot that is still kind of annoying um, because i do use the sd card slot regularly enough that i i felt like i should just buy an adapter straight away which i have yeah um you know but other than that it's a nice laptop the speakers are amazing yeah they are and the
0: and it's light it's small it doesn't Mm. Uh, even when the fans start going, they te- they're pretty quiet fans and they don't get going that often. I mean I have to really push the machine to start, you know, creating some heat that, that requires the fans. It's pretty quiet overall.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I mean obviously I've jumped from a thirteen to a fifteen as well. Um so the the size difference was a bit of a shock, but um, you know, I've kind of got used to that now.
0: Yeah, I'm doing the thirteen and and I mean I've said it before, but it's really not much heavier than my iPad Pro 12.9 inch plus the smart cover. So I'm pretty happy with, with it in terms of the size and weight. Uh, what do you think of the touch bar? Because
1: I know I don't use it much. I, I've yet to see a single useful thing on it. Right. Um, you know, maybe this is because I use a lot of keyboard shortcuts. Like I know all the keyboard shortcuts for the apps that I use all the time, like Chrome and, you know, uh, Sublime Text and and, and and apps like that. I think that's but a big part of it. I think it really Mm. is. Yeah, like I'm looking at Chrome because Chrome just updated with touch bar support. Um, And and I'm looking and it has basically just the buttons that are on the toolbar. So it's got back and forward, refresh. Uh, There's a a big button to basically put the focus on the toolbar, like the address bar. Right. Um, And then there's a bookmark button and I'm going to press this one now and see what it does. Oh, that opens a new tab. Um, I'm not sure why I'd want that you yeah. know so it's it's kind of fine but it, it doesn't really add anything like I like I say I think it's probably more for people who don't use keyboard shortcuts but like none of that is useful to me
0: yeah I think it's good I think it's useful if you if you don't use keyboard shortcuts and you don't touch type so that you are actually looking at the keyboard periodically as you type mm. because i do touch type so i really never look at my keyboard so i never really see the touch bar i'm always just looking at the screen i don't look down very much and that that you know that limits its utility as well though i do like i do like the uh, touch having the touch id up there that's pretty nice
1: yeah touch id is nice I, i'm still convinced for actually logging in like when the laptop's gone to sleep i could type my password quicker than it will register my fingerprint. Um. But being able to do like 1Password and, you know, when it prompts you for your system password and stuff like that, like that's so useful. I mean, especially now I've switched to, I think we spoke about this last episode, 1Password for families, um, which requires me to have a very long secure password. So 1Pass, you know, a touch ID obviously makes that a lot quicker to just be able to press my finger rather than having to type out the long password every time
0: yeah it's nice too if you once you find a website that actually takes Apple pay, it's still not that prevalent, but when you do, it's pretty nice to be able to pay that way as well.
1: that would require me
0: to use Safari uh, <laughs> which <laughs> yes, I don't would. do <laughs> yeah no it would yeah you know the one thing that drives me a little nuts is that now that I use my laptop in clamshell mode sometimes is it will ask me you know it it, it doesn't know that the lid is closed and it'll say it'll ask me to uh, use touch id to unlock the unlock the screen or unlock something and and i wish it could swap over with through continuity or something swap over to my phone or something which is usually with me you know what i mean yeah that would be pretty useful yeah but you know it's g- good overall and it sounds like it's going pretty well for you you're using it at, wor- at work and at home right
1: uh yeah yeah the the you know, one thing i have noticed I must type slightly strangely because I always accidentally, if I'm typing, I tap things on the touch bar. Yeah. you know, So I'll accidentally fi- tap like brightness or play pause button or something like that. So I must be, I'm not really sure how I type because you know, I, I don't properly touch type, but I don't look at the keyboard very often when I'm typing. So I'm right. obviously doing something with some of my fingers that maybe I shouldn't be doing.
0: Yeah, I have found that I have a bad tendency of grazing the Siri button when I'm using delete. Right, and that's annoying because then it opens and it doesn't close unless you hit the you hit Escape or the little X.
1: Right, I think I I must have turned that off because I don't see the Siri button on mine, but I think yeah. I probably just turned that off in the settings. Yeah, it's way to the right, over by the by the Touch ID usually, just above the delete key. Yeah, so I, I must guess- have turned that off because I don't have that. Yeah so anything else about the macbook pro no not really i mean it it's a macbook it's you know the hardware is nice the keyboard's fine i've got used to it touch bar whatever i could take it or leave it but yeah i mean it's it it, it, i'm pretty happy with it and obviously it's a lot faster than my old one so
0: right nice screen definitely nice screen
1: oh yeah definitely
0: um all right well, you know, it wouldn't be a ruminate episode if we didn't talk about a little bit about
1: games because um I guess you got u- ukulele? Uh yeah, I picked this up maybe last weekend, I think. Um I had some credit for um a game shop, so I I picked up ukulele because it's it's pretty cheap anyway. I think it's only 20 pound brand new. Oh,
0: okay. It's on it uh, it. on the PS4, right?
1: Uh yeah, I got it for the PS4. It's available for the Xbox 1 as well, and it is oh, coming okay. to the Switch later in the year.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. What do you uh, What do you think of it? Because this is like this is this is by the same team that made Banjo Kazooie in the late nineties, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, uh, it's it's a good game, but bear in mind you know, Banjo Kazooie came out nearly twenty years ago, and it it is basically the same game. Like it's essentially it's a reskin, and and you know, like slightly di- a different story, but the actual gameplay is identical. Um. Mm-hmm which is fine, like it it's okay for what it is, but because it's basically a twenty year old game just with slightly better graphics it it feels dated even though it's brand new um, yeah you know it, it does
0: not yeah, the style is dated right
1: yeah, exactly like it doesn't have any there's no actual um voiceover or anything for the for the speaking like you know, I know Zelda kind of does that to some extent um but they, they at least have some. Um, you know, recorded voices, um, but there's nothing in this. It's literally just text the whole way through. Um, it, yeah, it, it's a bit weird. I, I'm enjoying it. it it's, I know it's not a particularly long game either. Um, so, you know, so I, I will play through it. But yeah, it, it kind of feels dated, even though it only came out this year.
0: Yeah, that's too bad. I mean, I remember. It's interesting. It, it hasn't. It clearly hasn't made much of a splash because. It just didn't pop up on my radar when it came out. I didn't realize that it was actually out. I, I remember when it was announced, and it got a fair amount of press, and I remember seeing that, but I don't recall seeing that it had been released in the last week or two or whenever it came out.
1: Yeah, I think it probably got overshadowed a lot by Crash as well.
0: Yeah, I guess that was around the same time, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I think Ukulele came out a little bit earlier, but yeah, for the most part, like people were excited about Crash Bandicoot because that's, that's been... Way more popular, I think, than than anyone could have imagined.
0: Yeah, and I think too by using the same characters in Crash Bandicoot, people expect the gameplay to be feel dated, they, even though it's been remastered. Right? They, mm. I think, people expect it'll be like Crash Bandicoot and not a new game that plays like an old game. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, I started a new game last night. I I picked up Overcooked on the Switch, which is. Uh, a cool little game that Mike Hurley had had recommended to me and it's a it requires it's a two-player game that requires really good coordination and cooperation to to uh, play it's it's strange you're I mean you're you're practicing cooking and you're in a kitchen and there's orders coming up and you have to get the you know get the food chop the food make the soup pour it in a bowl, get it to the counter, and there are two of you, and you have to kind of divide up the tasks and try to do them in the most efficient way possible to make all the orders, and then, you know, you go from level to level. I've only done just a a handful of of levels so far, because I only played it for about 45 minutes yesterday, but it's a lot of fun, because it's really, it's this frantic pace, and you have to kind of figure out what the most efficient system is to Put together salads and soups and all these things really quickly, uh, moving from station to station in the kitchen and getting them out to the people who are ordering them. It's I, it's one of those games that sounds really odd, uh, and then and it is, but in practice, it's a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's definitely one I've had my eye on because I think it's it's been out on the PS4, I think, and Xbox One for a while. Uh,
0: yeah, it definitely has, and I just had never never really tried it but it, it, i'm sure it's on steam or something too i wouldn't be surprised but uh this was the first time it, it came out on thursday on the switch uh and i don't know it's one of those games it feels like it was almost built for the switch it feels like a switch type game even though mm. it, it, it had been out long before the switch actually debuted
1: yeah um i suppose actually there is one more game that i didn't put in the show notes but i've obviously been tweeting about um behold the kickman Oh yeah. What is
0: that all about? I've heard that people seemed pretty excited about it and I have no idea. I know, I know nothing about this game.
1: Yeah. So it started uh, about a year ago, a developer called uh, Dan Marshall. Um, I think it was like a, a game jam day, like a hack day kind of thing. And th- there was some kind of joke where he'd put together like a prototype for a football game, even though he doesn't like football or understand any of the rules. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, you've told me about this. I went and looked at his like developer blog, and he's talking mm. about
0: and, and and he basically by knowing nothing about football, he figured
1: out a way to make a really good football game. Is what it came out to, down to, right? Uh, yeah, pretty much. You know, as I say, it's been maybe nine months or a year or something. Um, you know, and he's been through a bunch of different iterations of features and how the game plays and stuff. But yeah, it, it's basically come down to you've got a round pitch. Um, you know, you've got like, I don't know, nine players or something. and pretty much all you can do is pass the ball, um, and tackle people. Like there's hardly any, um, you know, there's not a huge learning curve to it. Right. Um, you know, and it's, it's not a massively long campaign. I think it probably took me maybe seven hours. Um, partly because I was dragging it out because I was really enjoying it. Um, and it's you know it's like two pound fifty or three pound on Steam or something. Um, you know it runs fine on my MacBook. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a pretty fun game. I mean, you do need a controller. I wouldn't recommend playing it with a keyboard. Um, so right. I hooked up my PS Four controller, which works absolutely fine out of the box. Um, but yeah, so this this came out and I'd seen it. I'd just got my new laptop and I thought well, I'm sure this this will handle this game. Like it doesn't it doesn't seem like it'll be a particularly intensive. Game on the graphics card or anything like that, um, and yeah, it runs absolutely fine. And and yeah, like I say it's pretty cheap, but it's 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 a really fun game for for something that started out as a joke.
0: Yeah, that that does sound really cool. I mean, it reminds me of other games that have gotten popular that that really bend and break the rules of traditional games like Bad Chess. Have you ever seen that's an that's an iOS game that has been really really popular because it it just Kind of puts turns chess on its head and and makes it uh, kind of an absurd exercise, but a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, that that's the one where like you end up with like five queens or,
0: you know, yeah. just two
1: pawns and twelve knights or something like that, isn't it?
0: Right, something like that. It's it's pretty mm. interesting. Uh, I haven't played it a lot, but but it's definitely got a big following among among iOS
1: users. Yeah, well, that's awesome. It, it was fun. It was the first. I think it's the first time I've ever actually played a game on my Mac. Um, you know, because the Mac's not exactly great for gaming. Um, yeah, I know, rarely, th- this I, worked I fine.
0: Play. Yeah, I rarely play games on my Mac too. I, I spent a lot of time last weekend just kind of getting doing games on the Switch. I haven't. I don't know. I had a long period where I just kind of put the Switch away uh, because I didn't. I had too much going on. But I had a pretty quiet weekend last weekend until The Rock tweeted me. And so I was playing Mario Kart 8 and Splatoon 2, awesome game, and Zelda. So Breath of the Wild I've kind of gotten back into, which has been a lot of fun. But I'm, I'm still like a tiny fraction through the game. I, I really like that game just to, I don't know, meander around and, and explore. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not ever in a hurry to do any of the quests. I do them as I come across them, and I just, I just take my time working my way through the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's 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 kind of how it's designed as well. They, you know, they want you to just kind of wander around and explore and find stuff as you go. Because, you know, if you if you jump around from, you know, each quest, you you will not be strong enough or won't have the right weapons and stuff like that. So it's um, it is you know, it's kind of I think that's how they expect you to play it as well.
0: Yeah, it is almost designed to slow you down because you're right. I mean, you'll you'll run out of weapons and you'll get somewhere and there's be no way you're gonna pass. You know defeat some, some enemy unless you spend some time poking around and finding stuff on the ground and things just hidden here and there. So that's kind of cool. The Splatoon, I, the only thing I'm disappointed about in Splatoon is that it's not really easy to play with your friends. It's one of those, you know, it's online. You can play with just random people online. But uh, if you listen to the most recent remaster that uh, Mike Hurley talks about a little bit, it's you have to basically level yourself up and accomplish certain things before you can do I forget what the mode is called but it's a mode that you can use that you can do to play with you know you can actually do matchmaking amongst your your friends on on the switch
1: yeah it's pretty weird but oh well. yeah
0: it's the usual you know they're not very good at <laughs> Nintendo's not very good at online stuff and that app that they made that for the chatting is really bad uh, yeah it's a horrible app I mean, it, you know, the connection is dropped if you close the app. It's, it doesn't even use any of the modern background APIs. Or, and and it's, you look at it, and it's a confusing mess when you open up the app. It's like, what am I supposed to do here? And <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess that's because you have to start on the switch. And, and you, know, you start, you open a lobby, and then it'll show in the app that you've got a lobby open. And then you can, so you start from the switch, and then you go to the app, not the other way around. Which I guess makes sense, but the mm-hmm. whole thing uh, because they're 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 so independent of each other, it, they're very hard. It's very hard to follow what exactly you're supposed to do, and it doesn't really have any instructions in the iOS app itself.
1: Yeah. Oh well, um, you know, hopefully, maybe it'll improve over the next. Yeah, few that's months.
0: my... Yeah, that's my gripe. That's my gripe. But well, well, hopefully that <laughs> that that online stuff will improve because I am looking forward to that service because they're going to have some of the old games on there, and, and I'm, I'd like to play some classic games on my
1: Switch. Yeah, me too. Cool. I think that probably just about wraps it up for this week.
0: All right, sounds good. Cool. Speak your you later. Okay. Bye bye.